Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Peter's grandmother once said to me, when you're dealing with your children and you're dealing with your husband, you yes them to death and you do what you please. And I never forgot that. <laughs> That's a good one. He gets him to death and, and what do you do? Whatever. And you do what you please. <laughs> well, you know, they say, what makes a good marriage? Two words. Yes, dear. He has to know yes, dear. That's the two words a husband should know. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Can we talk about, say, being on Andy Cohn last night? Popular. Popular. <laughs> We're very popular. <laughs> you know, we did very little. We really did nothing. Uh, you want to know something funny? They gave me a glass of wine in the beginning, and I was a little bit... The word you know, is for schnushkit. Yeah, whatever. And the truth of it is, wherever you went, they were giving you drinks. You came into the first big room, there was a bar, what to drink. You went into your little dressing room, there was liquor. I had to bring a walker with me last night. <laughs> He likes to get his guests a little bit... Fashnushkit. Fashnushkit. When <laughs> certain words don't have a, a translation. It's a Yiddish word. I remember my father used... So you're not drunk, but you're like a little bit out of it, if you know what I mean. Yes. And that's what he likes to do because he feels he gets better stuff out of his guests than when they're straight sober. Not us, though. We're like drunk We're always like fashnushkit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what so many people picked up on? That he put a straw in our wine. Just sipping away. There was very little that we did other than applaud Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. But then he mentioned Barbara Streisand. And both Rita and I went to the same high school as Barbara Streisand. Erasmus Hall High School. She graduated from it. So did we. I wonder if she'll invite us to her 80th birthday party. What do you think? Sure. And Neil Diamond will pick us up in his car. <laughs> right, right. Rita. Ellen. Who are we going to hear today? Today we're going to hear from Sue Poster. You remember who Sue was? Of course I remember. I, I loved that episode. She was actually the grandmother who inspired the whole podcast. Right. Her daughter, Meryl Poster, made the show. Yeah. Sue and her granddaughter, Ava, had a great episode. Let's listen. She is really funny. Everything she says is like, uh, there's always a joke. She's very musical. She's been a very, very important part of my life. She's the best, and I love her. Nobody has given me the joy in my life that Ava has given me. Oh, that was fabulous. I loved that one. And today she's going to be interviewed by her grandson. Terrific. I can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. Let's listen. They should be a good pair, Sue and Jed. Expand frame. Okay, perfect. Better? Oh, how handsome. 
Why do you look like Joan Crawford? You look a little bit like Joan Crawford right now, Gary. Joan Crawford. <laughs> you look very handsome. It's the hair and the shaped face, but you lost a lot of weight, Jen. I lost 65 pounds. Oh, my God. That's another little person. I guess so. Grammy, let's give him a show. There's no business like show. <laughs> so this is Sue Poster, my grandmother. I don't say grandmother. I feel like that's, we call her Grammy. She's funny, one of a kind, charismatic. Every one of my friends will remember her. That's for sure. And she's lovable. Jed's very caring. He's a very sensitive kid. She's like uh, an Oprah, if Oprah was Jewish. I think we're both very empathetic. We're both funny. Neither of us know when to stop. So it's like we get on a roll and then it's to the point of explosion. And then you got to rein it back in. I guess we can be loud, Grammy. We're a little bit, you know much. Jed's a little way out sometimes. You never know what uh, to expect from him. She's definitely a performer. That's where it has to come from. The entire family. We're all extroverted and it's all derivative of her. It has to be. That's very nice. Who is Ava? (sighs) The question that's defined my life. Ava is my older sister. Love her. She's a great big sister. I would say she's probably a little more work-driven and I'm smarter. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree with that, Grammy? Yes, you're also very humble. Right. She's always been Grammy's proverbial favorite. No, stop saying that, Jed. That's unnecessary. It's not unnecessary if you said she brings me the most joy in life. She started the episode by saying, Ava's the person that brings me most joy in life. Right? Remember that quote, Grammy? Yes. Yeah. That was nice. That doesn't... Negate the fact how much I love you. I know, I know. The cousins have a group chat. And we already have acknowledged that Ava was the favorite, but that really, you know, you really leaned into it. I feel like I'm like Monica and friends when it comes to Grammy, but it's all good. But you know what they took out by mistake is when I did Ava's, I was saying how you really were my favorite and it <sighs> didn't get in. Yeah, I'm sure they took that out. Yeah. I meant to tell you that. Just to clarify, in this moment, who's your favorite grandchild? Well, in 2021, Ava was, but now it's 2022. Right. So you are. <laughs> Got it. And wh- why am I the favorite grandchild now? What have I done? You pay a lot of attention to me. You care about me, mm-hmm. how I feel. And you're very empathetic to my health issues. I am. And I'm the most successful. And you call me the most? Yeah. Oh, I love him. I just love him. I'm telling you. The minute it opens, there's big personality. They both have a sense of humor. Yes. And I wonder who's going to be her favorite in 23. What do you think? It reminds me when I say Rachel is my favorite granddaughter, but she's the only granddaughter, so that's not a problem. But I have twin grandsons. One calls me once in a while, and one is just like Jed. He calls me every week. Right. And if they keep calling, they become the favorite. In Finian's Rainbow, there's a song, when I'm not near the boy I love, I love the boy I'm near. And that's how I feel about my grandchildren. The one that's with me is my favorite at the moment. That's true. But he's not insulted. He knows his Grammy loves him. But he's always trying to put her on the spot. And she's got to figure out a way to get out of it. (laughs) It's like a cat and mouse relationship. He says one (laughs) thing and she kind of comes back another way. It's very cute. What we're hearing, though, is this repartee that they have, that they're both on the same wavelength. They get each other. Absolutely. Okay, Rita, the producers have handed me the part titles, and here's the first one. Part one, W-W-E. Wonder what that could mean. I I couldn't imagine, W-W-E. World War, women's wear, women's wear, early. I don't know. I can't imagine. (laughs) Wawa. All right, I think we're going to have to listen to it because we're getting silly. (laughs) What about a beauty school dropout? No graduation, beauty school dropout. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, Grease, is on every other week. I must have seen it 10 times in Florida this winter. Wow. Jed's had many interests in his life. (laughs) He loved WWE. I think we went to Zach Shulman's house, Grammy, and he had... Power Rangers, which I loved Power Rangers, and then pro wrestling figures. Oh, yes. I think I took them home. 
We'd watch YouTube videos of the wrestlers. I was really drawn to the sort of dramatization of it. It's kind of like drag queens in a way, wrestlers, you know? They're just all over the place. And I was really obsessed. I would have hundreds of action figures, you know? I mean, I was really into it. So we went to WWE, and the dregs of society are there. You never saw so many disgusting-looking people dressed (laughs) with vests with their tattoos all over their bodies and uh, jeweled hats. It was just a scene. It really was. I was, what, like nine years old? You know, and I knew more than half of them. Do you remember that, Grammy? Right, and he was just a pain in the ass that night. Ugh. He was running here and running there. He didn't know what to do. He was so excited. He didn't know which way to turn. And uh, the place was packed, and I was only afraid I'd lose him. And you got these big guys all around. And here was little Jed trying to find a wrestler that he uh, saw, and he wanted to talk to him. Quite a scene that night. (laughs) At one point, we're watching this wrestling match, and Grammy goes, we're going now. I'm done. We're going now. And I'm like, no. And she goes, we're going now. We get in the car, and I'm so upset. Right. <laughs> I think I was like, can't believe you're going home early. And she goes, you know what? I took you to the WrestleMania event. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a picture of me in the back of the car being all moody. I'm in the back of the car taking pictures of myself because I feel like it's my moody moment. Sure. Because I was so upset. Here you are driving in the front of the car. We speak for the entire car ride. <laughs> Grammy, do you know any pro wrestlers? Could you name any? No. Grammy? No. You couldn't name one? The one that had that show on television, they used to wear the bandana. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Right, the porn star. Huh? You know he's a porn star now. No, I don't know that. He had like a whole sex tape that got leaked. I'm not interested. I I didn't think you were. How's your dating life going, Grammy? What's up with that? Nothing. Nothing? I don't need a man of 85 years old with a walker. That's not what you said last time. You were going out with that guy. In Florida. You know what I'm talking about. Went out with him once. Right, but you said you were going to see him again. I'm not seeing him again. He might have died. You're so nonchalant about that. (laughs) You're so nonchalant about that, that he may have died. (laughs) Okay. It's hysterical. That that suit. She is hot stuff. She says she's 85 in a wheelchair. I mean, oh my God. She's got a throwaway that is so terrific. Maybe he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. It'd be hard to get a date. She's terrific. Oh my God. I got to say one thing. I give her the biggest props for going to a wrestling thing because as much as I love my grandchildren, and believe me, I love my grandchildren, there is no way on God's green earth that you would ever get me to a wrestling thing. I tell you the truth, WWE, I still don't know what the hell that means. Is that the name of a wrestling program? World Wrestling something or other. Oh, my God. Did you ever see them? Did you? No, I would never watch that. Are you crazy? There is no way. What can I tell you? Isn't that something? And she was a good grandmother. She took him. She's the best. Okay, the producers have handed me the next part, so let's go. Let's hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Part two, the pain in the ass. Meryl and Grammy fight like cats and dogs. I mean, it's really something else. We're this Jewish family who goes so intense at it. So one moment they'll be going at it left and right. And the next moment they'll be talking the most normal conversation you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, it's really some dynamic. It's who we are, I guess, as a family, you know? You never know what you got to get with Jed when he was younger. Ooh. You really did. He was very complex. I really didn't know which way he was going to turn. And he weren't as close back then, you know? It was difficult. One time I took him to Miniature Golf, and I picked him up at his father's house. She's shaking her head right now. And he said to me, I'm not going to talk to you the whole time in the car. I said, I'm not going to talk to you the whole time in the car. That's right. That's a little dicky. Continue. Well, that's true. And we played Miniature Golf, and then I just didn't know what to do to placate him. So I said, you want to go to the special ice cream store? So he went to the ice cream store and he he loved whatever he had bought. And he said to me, now I'm not going to talk to you the rest of the way home. (laughs) So, you know. No, I mean, no. I remember there are times where it's like when I was mad at Grammy because she loves to talk. That's the thing. Not only would she talk, she would ask about everything and anything. 
I'd be like, I stepped out of the house this morning. She'd be like, on what foot? <laughs> I feel bad. I get that from her now, too. And someone's telling me a story. I need to know the time, what they were eating, how they were feeling. Sometimes it's a little much, but I mean, she's definitely cares, you know. But I don't know why I would retaliate against you. That was your personality. Sometimes it was yes, and sometimes it was no. You never knew what you got when you were with Jen. One day they had Grandparents' Day in uh, nursery school. He was delicious that whole time. And you made pictures. And we left. And we were taking him home, and he just would not cross the street. <laughs> it's like he weighed like 300 pounds. He stuck so firm to the ground, he just, we couldn't move him. Oh, my God. It was just impossible. He just stood firm. Why? Do you know why? No, I don't know why till this day. Do you know why? I was probably in my own world. I think it all probably just caught up with me in that moment. I think I probably thought you were abducting me. Cece would take me everywhere. No, no, we spent the morning with you. We had a lovely time until it No, but I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> I think we all know that. But I think my goal growing up was just because Ava would get all the attention, always. She was always... Number one, I think I had to be remembered for something. I think. Well, that's very vivid. Uh, yeah. You certainly were remembered. <laughs> that is so funny. He accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He wanted to set his own mark. And she never forgot that incident. Never. And that was exactly what he wanted. You know, little boys are different than... They're different than girls. Yeah, you can't ask them a lot of questions. Every time I ask my grandsons when they do something or they go someplace, how was it? Good. That's it. Right. One word. And from the girls, you get chapter and verse. Yeah, you get what they were wearing. Who looked nice, who didn't look nice, yeah. who came late. Right? Yeah. And a, and a boy, did you have a good time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this child knew how to make his mark. He just stood, literally stood his ground. And that's what killed Sue. When he says, I'm not talking, because she's a talker, that must kill her. If anything, just talk to me. But what you also are hearing is how close they were, really. Oh, listen, you That know, she went to this and she went to that. She tried. She really tried. He gets a kick out of all the things. He doesn't even remember the things he did. No, I think we tend to remember things more than... Oh, absolutely. ...than they do. Absolutely. I remember when my grandson went to a Quaker nursery school and a lady came around with cookies and he never lifted his head and the woman kept on saying, Logan, would you like a cookie? And finally, he looked up. He must have been three. And he says, no, thank you. I'll wait for the bagels to come around. <laughs> that's, a, that's only from a Jewish kid. <laughs> In a Quaker nursery school. <laughs> okay, Rita. Time for the next part. Okay, let's hear it, Ellen. Part three. A nice, rich father. That's nice. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in, in a, a city, city that, that doesn't, doesn't sleep. sleep. Grammy, do you have any uh, wine at your house or something? I'm on antibiotics. I'm not drinking right now. I have gummy bears. We, um, I don't know if we can say that on camera. What, we smoke weed together and drink? I mean, what, what should yeah, I, I say? Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> 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 that's, what, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's consisted of a lot of our activities recently. Oh, Jed, please. Well, no, well, I would his, say. His father brought me down some um, gummy bears, right? What do you call them? Is that what it is, Jed? Special gummy bears, I guess. He bought them for me as a medicine for the back. I have a very bad back. And Jed was in the house and I had a bad attack. And he kept throwing them in my <laughs> mouth. One after the other. I think you had two or three. And after a while, I was getting loopy. And then I look over and you're out. You're out like a light. I thought I'd have to go to rehab or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to ask. So, Grammy, I'm in college right now. Do you have any fun memories of partying or any of that sort in college? No. I went to an all-girls city college. And I came home at 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock whenever my class was over. And you didn't go out? You didn't go to the clubs? You didn't do anything at the time? We never went to clubs, you know, as a group. You had a date with a boy and then you went out for dinner or something. Well, speaking of dates, 
you dated Poppy at a very young age. I mean, you were 19. He was what? 32. Right. Were you usually always attracted to older guys? Was that your thing? No. No, I dated other guys while I was going with them because I just didn't think that he was marriage material. I mean, Are you I, supposed to keep your virginity until after you're married? Yes. In Jewish culture or no? Well, not in Jewish culture, in every culture. I'm not going to ask if you abided by that. That's a little personal. But <laughs> <laughs> but I assume not. Um, Grammy, who do you think the ideal type of guy for me to be dating is? George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would like it if I was with someone who had talent. Can I just say she was very close with my ex-boyfriend? I mean, it was really nice. It was like a whole concerted effort she put on to the point where I was like, I think I'm going to break up with him. She was like, no. Well, I felt it was too, you know, one minute you were in love and the next minute you were breaking up. I wanted you to be a little more sure of yourself. Right, 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 right. I was going through this whole tumultuous situation. I mean, my grandma was the one who really was the whole game changer in the way I was thinking about things. She gave me the lesson of... If someone really cares about you, that's what really matters the most and showing that they care about you. But I told her at one point, I was like, I don't know if I trust him. And she goes, well, that's a big thing. You have to trust someone. That's the biggest thing. And if you don't trust someone, then you have nothing. Remember saying that, Grammy? Absolutely. But what would be your ideal man for me? George Clooney? Somebody that had a very nice, rich father. I agree with that. That was single. Oh, who's also single. Do I date people who are not single? Am I a homewrecker? The father is singing. Oh, the father. I mean, pour moi. <laughs> the father. So I could take two at once. Right. Living life to its fullest. No. That's a great. No. The father for me. Oh. Pour moi. Oh. I thought you were telling me to take advantage of all of life's opportunities. I mean, that's something you would do. No, 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 that's no. That's something no, you no, would no. do. You would date the father and the son. I think that's a very mm. poster move. Oh, please. No. No? Mm-mm. Don't fool yourself here. Don't. Let's not get too posh. You would do it if you had the opportunity. I can't even walk. You can do things other than walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That conversation is priceless. First, they're feeding this poor woman these cannabis gummy balls till she was looped. Listen, you got a bad back. You try anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's suggesting a grandson should find a a nice young man with a rich father. So I'm thinking, yeah, everybody should marry somebody who has a rich father. No, not for him. It was for For her. her. It was for her. Who would think that? This whole segment tells the story of their closeness, of their humor, being so into each other. I just think that this is wonderful. She's a writer, and he plays right into it. I'm telling you, that would be the funniest sitcom on TV you could imagine. Every once in a while, don't you feel like you'd like some of those gummy bears, Rita? Oh, I don't know. I'm fine. I sleep well. Right. If I have a pain, I take an leave. It's cheaper than a gunny bear, you know? Rita, that's because you're from one generation before me. That's true. And you know what's so funny? And he didn't want to hear the answer. He wanted to know if his grandmother got married as a virgin. You know, my kids, I tell right out, sure. I said, you know, I was a virgin and you were a virgin only because you didn't have abortions in those days. And if you got pregnant, you really had a problem, you know. Next subject. Next subject. (laughs) But you're another decade after me, so. Moving on. We're not going to ask you. Okay, Rita, it's that time again. What time? What time are you talking about? Tea time. Tea time. You know, when we have our break and we have our tea time. There's nothing like tea time in London. No, there really isn't. You can go in the city. It's not like London. No, all they bring is hot water in a bag that you keep dunking. (laughs) In and out, in and out. That's what they call tea time in the United States. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, 
Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Okay, tea time is over. Back to work, Alan, so we can afford another trip. (laughs) You know what, Rita? Maybe we should try to meditate. Alan, that's what I do a whole day. I clear my mind, and I hum to myself, and I talk to my dog. That's my meditating. I have a chicken in the refrigerator. (laughs) I hope the chicken is good. I hope it's defrosted. (laughs) Listen, at our age, we're glad we can think. That's right. Okay, Rita. Time for the next part. Okay, let's go. Part four. The prank call. Okay. So I have no idea how this came up, but I saw a TikTok and that was like this girl used Google Translate to create this robotic voice, like an automatic voice. I'm like, you know what? I should do it to Grammy because I think it'd be a good reaction. So it's I, about one thirty in the morning. One thirty. <laughs> it was, I guess, it was at one thirty in the morning. So I call her and I was like, "You have a collect call from Jed Levinson at the Manhattan Juvenile Center. Press one if you would like to receive the call." Hello, this is a call from Manhattan Correctional Center Institution from inmate Jed Levinson. From Jed Levinson. And she goes, what? And then I'd say it all over again. Hello, this is a call from inmate Jed Levinson. Say yes if you would like to accept this call. And then she goes, yes. And I go, Grammy? And I'm like trying not to laugh at this point because I know she's so into it. I can hear she's into it. And I go, Grammy? Grammy, I'm scared. And she goes, what are you doing? And I go, I'm in jail. And she goes, jail? How did you end up in jail? And I go, I don't know. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was petrifying. I mean, I mean, here I am alone in the house. And he calls me and he tells me he's in jail. And I, I don't know what to do. And then I think I just start bursting out laughing. And she goes, what? And I go, it's a joke. <laughs> she starts bawling, crying, loudly bawling, crying, like a howl. Almost. So she was like, oh, right after I was done, she goes, how did you do that? She wanted to know immediately after all the details of the situation. I mean, it, like she got over it quick. Anyways, we had to hang up for a second. I call her back five minutes later because she told me to call her back. I go, Grammy? She goes, what? And I go, how are you doing? She goes, I just ate a whole salami. <laughs> I go, why? She goes, I always keep a salami in the house with me, no matter what. Sure. I was so scared. I ate a whole salami. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm fat. I don't think you're fat. I just think it was funny you ate a whole salami. I can eat a whole salami now. It sounds good. I know. Okay, so you want to know something? This is a God's honest truth. 
Every time a person plays a prank, it backfires. You have to be careful. My sister and I once played a prank on my parents. They lived near us, and they had built this beautiful new home. We had a key to my parents' house, and my sister gets an idea to make a figure in the bed with pillows and shoes at the end of the bed. And we left, and we were laughing. What a funny thing. They'll come home. Well, my parents came home in the middle of the night, and my father saw this figure in the bed, and my mother was screaming, What did you stupid girls do? Your father saw this body in the bed. He nearly had a heart attack. (laughs) Just like Sue could have gotten a heart attack when she heard that he was in jail. You have to be careful with pranks. I'm... You know, who you're playing them on. Especially with elderly people. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, but that's Sue. She goes for the ride all the way. Yes, she does. But, you know, in a moment, you're not thinking, wow, he's playing a prank. You're thinking to yourself, where's my checkbook? I have to bail him out. (laughs) You know, if it was me, I would eat a whole gallon of ice cream. She ate a whole salami instead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rita. Okay, let's hear it, Ellen. Part five. Tell me about my bris. <laughs> Tell me about my bris. To people that don't know what a bris is, bris is really a... Circumcision ceremony. Circumcision for a boy. In Jewish religion, they do it, but it's more like a religious ceremony. Uh, I, I can't imagine what Sue is going to tell them about the bris. Well, then let's cut to the chase. Cut to the, cut, cut to the bris. <laughs> Oh, that's very clever, Ellen. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. You're the one who planned my bris. What do you mean I planned the bris? I planned the bris. Tell me about my bris. Jed had a huge I would bris. never say. Everybody was I would there. Never, I, would, I just want to okay. say, I would never say to my grandma, tell me about my breasts. That would never be a sentence I would ever say to her. I just want to let you know that right now. <laughs> Unprompted. Well, she's got to cut that out. She's not putting that in. <laughs> that gets cut out. Grammy. No, anyway, she had- Tell me about it, my breasts. Was, okay. You were the fourth grandchild. And uh, my husband, this was his only grandson. And he was thrilled having a little boy. And he wanted to make this a real hoopla. So we had the bris and we had balloons and they served nice food. The boy came, he did what he had to do and you cried a little bit. They took you back home. I can't believe I even had that. You know, your mother had all the people that she does business with and all her friends. You know, your mother had invited uh, Hugh Jackman to the bris. And he came. So my mom is a big shot producer. Anyways, you know that's the only phone number I've ever stole from mom's phone? Was Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. I was going to try to steal Kanye West, but Hugh Jackman's a great, you know, I feel like I could call him at any moment. You know, he's a real stand-up guy, you know that? Right. You know, I thought growing up that Hugh Jackman, because I saw him as Wolverine, I thought he did my bris with his, like, Wolverine claws. No, that's no, what no, I always no, thought no, growing no, up. No, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I would always say to people, because that's how I knew him, you know? But that was not the case. Yeah, right. I do not like the mental picture of Hugh Jackman with Wolverine claws doing anybody's bris. That Jed is really a character. My boys never even wanted to talk about it. I once said something that he went, Nana, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, they don't. They don't. That's something that you might want to forget. But a bris is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal in the Jewish religion. And you know what? It's a happy ceremony. Only the baby cries, but they give the baby a little bit of wine on their lips. On a a, A piece of cotton. It sort of, of you know, makes them a little woozy. And the mothers never look. No, I never looked. I never looked. No, the mothers never look. I would go to Hugh Jackman's bris. (laughs) You would go to his bris, right. I would go to Hugh Jackman's anything. What can I tell you? Okay, it's time for another break. My walker is here. Do you mean a walker to walk with, or do you mean one of those guys that escorts you? Oh, listen, if I have my choice, I'd rather have a guy that escorts me. Are you kidding? I mean, if I come with my walker, walker, with another walker, the walker, walker won't want to walk with me with my walker. Listen, if you walk with a walker who has a walker, then you have four walkers walking together. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I need a glass of Johnny Walker after this conversation. Johnny Walker, that's the walker I walk with. I walk with my walker. 
and a bottle of Johnny Walker. <laughs> hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Okay, we're back. All right, Rebecca Walker, let's go back on our program. Yeah, but I'm going to sit here with my Johnny Walker anyway. Okay. Okay, Rita. Let's hear it, Ellen. Part six, The Entertainers. To wash and clean your clothes up. I'll just spend it all the dough to have the doctor fix your nose up. Baby, don't sweat it. You're not cut out to hold a job better for We're all connected by our love for performing. Who wants to go to the theater with me? Let's go. She is the best person to go to the theater with. The best. She really, now that I think about it, Grammy has brought so much culture to this household. I mean, what got you into theater? When did you become such a purveyor of the arts? My mother used to love to sing. My mother had a nice voice. When I was a little girl, she used to teach me all the old time songs. Like? Come to me, my melancholy baby. The one I love belongs to somebody else. He sings those favorite songs to somebody else. And even when I have my arms around him. Are these songs from like 1800s or what? No, what kind of 1800s? I don't know what year they're from. 1900s, 1920s. 1920s. 30s. I always knew I liked performing. And I didn't even always think I was the best. I think that as I grew up, I liked making people laugh a lot. Grammy also helped instill that in me, you know. At the family gatherings, everyone was very funny, so it's like, who can top the next person with the jokes, you know? Your biggest competition was right in front of you. Grammy would go to virtually all my shows. All of them. He's very professional, and I love when he sings and when he dances. He had wonderful shows, he had wonderful parts. I, I love watching you. He's really very good. 
Now, I was also in a lot of shows where there was a lot of sex, a lot of sex, and Grammy would be at these shows. I want to know how that experience was for you. Did you go to Heather's when I was in that show? I don't think so. I don't think I saw that show. I might have been No, you Florida. definitely did. I think maybe you blocked it out of your memory because it was so. Maybe, maybe. I was only in my underwear for half the show. No, I don't think I saw that. Uh-uh, I would remember that. You know what? I performed at Feinstein 54 Below, and she was there. I remember that staircase vividly. Oh, to get up and down that staircase was murder. She has bad knees. She doesn't need to come to all these things. Tits and ass you did from Chorus Line. I did. So I, in 11th grade, got the opportunity to perform at Feinstein 54 Below, which is this huge Broadway club in New York. And I chose Dance 10 Looks 3 from a chorus line. It's all about someone who gets plastic surgery to get themselves done up to have boobs and a butt. Oh, fabulous. She was the biggest supporter there. Absolutely. And it really means a lot. I actually have a performance today, right after this interview. You were probably the first person I called when I got this part. It was in the middle of this big snowstorm. Huge snowstorm. The bus because was late at night. He has no idea of time or what time I go to sleep. He'll call me 12.30, 1 o'clock. It must have been for almost two hours we talked. I hate to tell him that he woke me up because I love when he calls me, you know, so I I don't say anything. I just listen to him. That's very nice. And you were going to take that to your music class so that your music teacher could work on the songs with you? I did, yeah. I did. You know, in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if one day, you know, I'm writing a play and then I call Grammy to ask for her insights to be a co-creator on it because she's so nourishing when it comes to creativity and feeling inspired. My cup runneth over. And that's because who she is as a person. It's not about being my grandma. I'll come back from the dead like in uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Remember, she came back from the dead. Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Now get off the shot, I call the block, I really gotta shine. Gotta get going to that milk shop in the sky. Oh, they are a show. Bravo. Bravo. A show together. Yeah. The relationship with the grandmother. The word he used was nourishing. Oh, that was a good word. It just hit me. That word, nourishing. It does. It nourishes his soul. He's going to use this in his life's work. It's going to give him a foundation of things to think about. And and she is so patient. Oh, she is. She is hot stuff. I would say to my grandkids, I can't talk to you at two o'clock in the morning. She's up there listening. You know, that's part of their relationship is late night calls. She's behind them all the way. Well, that's how it should be. Okay, Rita, part seven. Fabulous. Fabulous. I'm sorry to see it end. I am too. Do you remember when I danced for Poppy at Hanukkah? Oh, my God. When I did Chicago, the routine for him. Were you there? Right. Of course I was there. Oh, my God. You set the scene. We used to have performances on the holidays. Each one would perform. Each grandchild. We always had fun together. I, in ninth grade, was doing the musical Chicago for my theater group. I was playing Miss Mary Sunshine, which is the drag queen. Uh, um, And Poppy, we all knew he was sick. We all know he probably didn't have much time left. So they said, Jed, do it for Poppy because he can't be at the show. And I'm like, ah, knowing the show Chicago, what the dance is like, I'm not really looking to perform it for my grandfather. And they're like, no, 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 Jed, you have to do it. And I'm like, I really don't know if this is the best idea. Okay. And here I am for the entire family performing this number. I just start grinding in every single direction. 
my hips are swaying, my crotch is out. It's like a whole thing for my grandfather. And all I can think is this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my entire life. This tops all else. Oh, God. Okay. And then when it was done, he though, he went fabulous. <laughs> of course. That was great. He loved sports. I mean, that's what he was doing 24-7 was watching this baseball game. Baseball, football, depended on the season. Well, I remember a moment where he told me he had a gay football coach, and that was just like, he didn't have to say that. I mean, that was really something else. I don't know if that was before or after I'd come out, but he cared so much. And his caring was visible in the most deep way. And he was so supportive of my mom. Yeah. It's fair to say that she was by far in the entire family closest to my grandfather. I, I remember it so distinctively. I was in my room. Mm -hmm. I, she never cries. I mean, she really doesn't cry. And she came in and she was crying and she said, uh, Poppy died. I'd never experienced death that close to me before. And I think me and Ava really felt strongly that in order for our mother to also get through it, it was important that we show our gratitude for the man he was. I didn't know anything about what they were writing. So the first time I ever heard it was at the funeral. But when I go to Florida in the winter, I take our eulogies with me. So Grammy's going to read from the eulogy I wrote for Poppy. I've been avoiding writing this. It's really been hard thinking about Poppy and not getting emotional. He was such an important person in all of our lives. Most people in our family have huge personalities and love being in the spotlight. But what separated Poppy from the rest of us was that he wasn't like that at all. He balanced out all the craziness in our family and was the only sane voice at times. He's more of a Mets than a damn Yankees kind of guy. But it didn't matter that Poppy didn't have an extensive knowledge of musical theater. He said to me, you're a star. He believed in me. He believed in all of us because he had a heart of gold and loved seeing others succeed. When I think of Poppy, that's the way I will think about him. Poppy, you are the reason that I will always feel free to be unapologetically me. I love you so much. Thank you. It warmed my heart, you know. Jed was very difficult to relate to in those early years. He really was. And then, oh, yes, he matured beautifully. He really did. He really is concerned with the next guy. He's interesting and interested in everything in life, it seems, lately. So I'm very proud of him. Thank you. Grammy's the matriarch of this family. I don't know what's going to happen when one day, God forbid, she's not here anymore. Because she really keeps everything in place, even from day one. Even though I was tough to deal with, because for so long I was such a pain in the ass, we always had the connection, and I think just kind of get each other. He let me come into his life a little bit, mm -hmm. and I enjoy being there. I think I I trust her more so now. Nothing makes me more happy than to see this relationship evolving to what it is now. What has Jed taught me? You feel like you've learned from me, really? Yeah, I think I learned how to look into a mirror well. <laughs> <laughs> He's taught me that life is joyous, and he taught me how to laugh more, and he had taught me how to have good relationships. He always looks deeper into things, and I'm just very proud of Jed, and I'm very proud to call him my grandson. That's very nice. Can I sidebar? Is that okay if I sidebar right now? Sure. Grammy drove me to my first ever Pride. It was in June, this past June. I mean, that's really something else. Do you remember that? Where was it? That's something. I, I something. show up to you in a jacket and my underwear. Oh, yes. And then you're having to drive me to my pride. I mean, it was really something else. Well, I always find myself having a wonderful time with you, Jed. I really do. When am I going to see you again? ASAP. I really am excited for the next time we see each other. We'll meet again. Don't know where, <laughs> don't know when. But we'll meet again some sunny day. Brava, How's brava. That? You killed it. She really is something else, isn't she? Well, I think that's a good ending. Thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful interview. It really meant a lot. It meant more to me.
What a way to end this series. Unconditional love. Oh, my God. If nothing else, if they listen to this, just this one episode of Call Your Grandmother, people will see what the relationship between a grandchild and a grandparent could be. It's something beyond special. This has a magical quality to it. It really does. I can't stop wiping away the tears and blowing my nose. I don't even have a Kleenex. And what he thinks of his grandfather will really reflect in his entire life. And has made him the way he is. Yeah. But although she made a funny remark, Sue told me how to look in the mirror. (laughs) And he he laughed. Already likes to look at himself. But it's funny how she picked that up. Look, he's only 20 years old. He's still a young man. And so he was a difficult child. Maybe he, there were things about him he knew were, you know, were hard to. But it took a while to get to where he is. But he's at a good place. And she's enjoying him as he is now. And it just encapsulates the word love. Yeah. Love. It was just a lovely way to end the series. Unfortunately, it's ending. But this was perfect. Absolutely. Look, they'll all be sad when we go, when the grandparents go. Yes. But you know, when we leave, and we all do leave, the good memories and the things you did together, that's what they'll have to hold on to. Kind thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Forget money or anything like that. That doesn't mean anything. That's nothing. But the little intricate things of life, that's what we leave them. Absolutely. They'll all get on when we're not here. I'm never dying, Rita. I am never dying. Okay, all right. Because (laughs) I always tell them I'm going to be watching you when I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Like the ghost in Fiddler. Call Your Grandmother is a production of iHeart Podcast Network and Superb Entertainment. Our lead producers are Sheena Ozaki and Nora C.B. Executive producers are Meryl Poster, Nikki Etor, and Anna Stumpf. Our managing producer is Lindsay Hoffman. Mastering by Bahid Frazier. Our theme song is by Anna Stumpf and Hamilton Lighthouser. Listen to Call Your Grandmother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, leave us a glowing five-star review. You wouldn't pick on a couple of old ladies and give us less than five stars, would you? We're not getting any younger, but leave us a review and we might get more famous. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.